I could introduce today's guest, but why not let tonight's show host Jimmy Fallon do it? Our next guest has his stand-up special practicing available now on YouTube. Please welcome the very funny Jesus Trejo! Welcome to The Art, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. As you can tell from the intro, Jesus Trejo was already a successful stand-up comedian and actor before publishing his first picture book, Papa's Magical Water Jug Clock, illustrated by Eliza Kinks. That book recently won Pura Belpre honors for writing and illustration. In this episode, Trejo talks about how writing for stand-up prepared him for writing a picture book, how the story came from a family inside joke, and his hope for the book. It's time to unravel Papa's Magical Water Jug Clock. My name is Jesus Trejo, stand-up comedian, book author now. Uh, the name of the book is Papa's Magical Water Jug Clock, which is also in Spanish as uh, El Barrelito Magico de Papa. So my background is uh, I'm, I've been a stand-up comedian now for going on 17 years. I started when I was... Uh, 20. I'm 36 now, about to be 37. And yeah, my North Star has been comedy. All things, anything that, that, that makes you funny. I've, I've dedicated most of my adult life to, to being funny and writing. And um, so having said that, I've always wanted to write a kid's book. It was a, a dream come true. I basically grew up in a library. And uh, having a one-hour comedy special and having my first kids book are neck and neck it's it's something i've always wanted to do and it finally happened it's a story of my upbringing and you have all the characters mom dad and me that was a whole squad right there you know and it's a story that's very near and dear to me and it's a it's a story that's all too common in my community but it's often not explored in kids book uh, kids books and I'm, I'm very happy that I was able to bring that to life and have this story be out there because I think there's a lot of people that are going to resonate with it yeah. and if you don't it kind of draws you in it you know you learn more about you know the landscaper the the gardener which was my dad and my my upbringing and you know it's a very sweet story of like me believing my dad and my dad trying to make work fun a situation that any grown-up looking at that can understand that there's other factors happening in that story it's not easy it's tough but you know you can find the silver lining in anything and i think kids are really good at it and as we get older we maybe lose that a little bit so the story uh was a long-running joke it was like an inside joke that my dad said that he can tell how much like he could tell what time it was based on how much water was inside this jug yes. And that he knew it was time to go home once the water was gone. And I'm like, man, like, how does he do that? And then me, in true kid logic, going, wait a minute. If I want to go home early, I know just the thing. Start wasting water. So this has been a story that every so often, you know, we're at the dinner table or just in conversation. It would come up and it would make my dad, which my dad does. Like, if you've you've ever seen my dad laugh or or, or smile, please let me know, you know. but every so often, it, it, it genuinely would bring him a, a belly laugh. Yeah. And it was like, although things were tough and, you know, we're out there working, I'm helping my dad. Um, 
some really cool things came about, you know, and, and, and that story's just been living rent-free in, in, in my heart and it needed to come out, you know. Similar to, like, stand-up, it's like I, I kind of start with the premise. It was something that was all too familiar, so it's like I was, I was pulling from a real place, which I think in, in stand-up, it's like the more the joke is grounded in reality, the little easier it is to kind of like write it down and kind of see the arc of the of the joke or the story so i kind of started with one saturday this happened on, on one saturday i, I didn't want to do like a whole thing i wanted to kind of take this macro idea and zero in on a on the micro which is one saturday morning and i started there and i knew kind of where the peak of it was the the true misdirect so i just kind of kept working towards it so I, I had my three points I had my beginning I, I had my middle which was kind of the climax of the of the punchline of, of the kid realizing like wait this is a regular water jug clock <laughs> and then at the end where I knew I wanted to land on it even though that was the last thing no I, actually that was the second thing where I'm like we make a pretty cool team I, I think when we talk about family the team has to be a big part of it you know it's like and I knew I wanted to put that in there. And then the story of, like, you know, time and water, they're, like, precious. They shouldn't be wasted. And I felt like that summed up the story very well. Like, time and, and, and water, even though it was wasted, you know, <laughs> it truly wasn't because that water brought so much. It brought my, my dad and I together. Yeah. So the, the, the meaning of the story came third. You know, where I really sat with it, it's kind of like staring at your brush strokes and going, oh, wait a minute, this is what it is. Yeah. I think uh, I'm very lucky that I came in from the stand-up world because I spent most of my waking moments thinking about words and word placement mm -hmm. and, you know, something that may sound like a very throwaway joke on stage is like I probably worked on that all day for a joke that didn't work and yeah. taking that you know rewrite 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 for the next day to do it in a way that makes sense so word placement word choice um and that was no different for this book i felt like i wanted to have built tension you know and and build a little bit of of you know mr rex and you know leading leading the reader down a certain way and and hitting them with that derailment of the idea with a nice funny thing and yeah i was happy that i was able to put in some of my one-liners in there yeah, yeah. you know there's a one-liner in there where i have a uh, where i'm telling that is like you ever notice that uh muffins love wearing corduroys that was from my tonight show set you know i had that bit about muffins yeah. so i have that in there yeah. and it was really cool to kind of marry both of those worlds The tone that I was hoping to capture was a little kid is saying this. You know, it's like I, I wanted to come from the point of view, which, you know, I was so grateful to work with somebody like Eliza Kinks, which big shout out to my editor, Maria Russo. I mean, my God, like illustrator and editor. I feel like I, I landed on my fifth on my fifth editor and illustrator on the first try. Yes. Like, I'm so grateful and we're on the same wavelength and. Yes. She introduced me to Eliza, so to be able to write it from a kid's point of view, but have an illustrator that's so, like, amazing and kind of see the world through the lens of a kid, I'm like, man, that was, that was a gift. 
for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a very specific way of writing. Uh, yellow legal pad. Uh, G2, uh, G2 black uh, pilot pen. Those are nice. I, I mean, just the way the ink flows out of it, yeah. the feel on the, on the legal pad, the fact that it folds up. Yeah. Like, all of those things I feel are very important. Even the yellow of it, yeah. like, for, for, for the eyes, yeah. I think it's very important. So um, I have a folder where I just have what looks like... Um, balled up pieces of paper that I've just kind of carried in my pocket and I add to it throughout the day. Um, some are still in the notebook, but creatively, I, I, I like to see it. I like to, you know, have the hand push the pen around and smudge yeah. the ink. It's like, that's very important for me. Um, yeah, so it was, it was all, all handwritten. And then, of course, when it's time to type it up, you know, get the transcript ready. the trickiest thing is, is you know once I had the first I'd say the second draft going it's like you know realizing that that you're hoping to get commonality through this specificity you know you have this character that I, I didn't have to go too far to find this character it's myself it's my my, my, my younger self and I've always been this, this I said this in a, a panel earlier I, I realized that this story is Elmo and Mr. Noodle. Yeah. My dad is Mr. Noodle. He's like the silly guy who's trying to make things fun. He's an older guy. You know, yeah. my, my, my parents had me late in life, so I, I think they embodied this Mr. Noodle yeah. energy. And I was a kid that was just game for whatever the thing was. It's like, we're working today? Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to. So I, I, I wanted to nail down the dynamic from the kid's point of view. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, because it's, you know, again, I, I keep going back to it. As an adult, you can pick up this book and see a different story, yeah. you know. But as, as a kid, you're like, this is fun time. And, yeah. and that's very important because I think that should be preserved as long as possible for a yeah. kid. Yeah. I think the new thing was, was uh, you know, working with an editor, yeah. you know, which was a blessing. Um, yeah. I, in stand-up comedy, you the the editor becomes the audience. You don't yeah. know until it's presented. So if I go up there and go, you know, set a punchline and nothing, it's like, all right, well, they they have become my editor for the day, you know. And in this sense, it's like I I, I got to work with an editor that comes with a amazing background and just a, a ton of experience under their belt. Which, again, I'm so grateful to be working with Maria Russo and. and all that so I, I think that was great and it was well welcomed because it's like again I'm, I'm new to the kids book or books in general so it's like being able to listen and, 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 and learn about this complex yet yet uh, simple world you know mm -hmm. if that makes sense both I feel like both things are true it's very complex and it's very simple at times but yeah, yeah. it's it, it's uh, I, I want to approach it with with respect and I think working with an editor allowed me to do that so the second book is already in 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 play uh, summer of next year and the second title will be dedicated to my mother and uh, her affinity for for all things plants you yeah, know cool, uh, cool. she had an uh, 
an insane amount of plants in our <laughs> apartment growing up where where even the landlord I remember him going like you got to get rid of some of these kind of thing <laughs> so it's a it's a beautiful story between uh, mom and son and 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 their love for plants so That's the cool. through line here is is plants you know my dad being a gardener my mom loving plants and you know me in the forefront of it as an only child so I hope that this story is well received. I hope it brings a smile to the reader and the kid, you know, on the other end of the story receiving it. I hope that this is a story that they that a, a kid out there can see themselves in, you know. It's like I you know, growing up there weren't a lot of characters that I could see myself in. You know, Clifford the Big Red Dog was was a big one for me where it's like I you know, I'm I'm 6 foot 3 and you know, I've always been the big kid and it's like class pictures I was always in the back I, like I, I used to hope I'm like I, I just want to be tiny enough to sit in the front of the picture one day you know <laughs> that was my wish but you know you know being a big kid is like and like you know when you look at Clifford he always found himself in some kind of little silly predicament yeah. you know found himself in trouble and I found like I feel like I was the same way it's like not that I was a troublemaker because I didn't want to add to my parents uh, load mm. he's like I meant well, and I, you know, I, I, I was silly. So I saw myself in this character, uh, just a big, big clumsy but loving character. But I never saw that little Jesus, you know. And and I, I I hope that there's readers out there that can can relate and resonate with Jesus, little Jesus in this book. And and yeah, and 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 the fact that we were able to explore again a story that's all too common in my community, but often not seen in kids' books. Thank you, Jesus Trejo, for the interview. Thank you to my co-host, Colby Sharp. Thank you, Philip Stead, for creating our theme music. Additional music for this episode from the Free Music Archive. Have an idea for the show? You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. Thanks for listening.